Hello, everyone listening. My name is Jamie Cox, and this is Bullseye View. Bullseye View is produced by Out of Their League, my sports media company. This podcast will be focused on all things sports with a few of my very biased sports opinions. Can't say I didn't warn you. So let's settle in for my Bullseye View. All right, everybody. Well, it is officially March, a.k.a. one of my absolute favorite months of the year. And no surprise, that is solely based on the NCAA tournament that is nearing closer every day. I can barely contain my excitement. But we have a lot of college basketball left to play. Uh, We've got a few more days of the regular season, and then conference tournaments will start. And those are going to go a long way in seeding and just making sure that everyone that has had a good, good enough season is getting in that tournament and has a chance to win it all. So I'm really excited. Obviously, uh, the biggest deal is Duke uh, for me. But um, they are finally playing like Duke. Uh, they beat Syracuse by 25 and then went on to beat Pitt by 30. Uh, this is the Duke team that I think everyone was expecting to see this year uh, that we saw in the very beginning against Kentucky and against Gonzaga. Just multiple guys playing the right way, playing together, and having some continuity, and that is exactly what Duke has figured out how to do, and they did it at the right time. Uh, They're going into probably one of their biggest games of the year. Obviously, we play UNC twice. Uh, The first time we beat them in Chapel Hill, and now it is Coach K's final game coaching at Cameron Indoor Stadium. So, The rivalry is already a pretty emotional uh, game and night for everyone watching, but it's going to be especially so for every Duke fan uh, and all the alums. They said that they invited almost 200 of Coach K's former players uh, to come to the game, and about I think it said that 80 of them were probably going to be there, maybe more. So it's going to be – a celebration of who he was as a coach uh, and who he will continue to be in retirement and just what he's done for the game of basketball. Um, Coach K is the greatest of all time. I don't think there's any GOAT debate in regards to college basketball coaching history. Uh, He's definitely number one. Um, And he's done it in multiple decades. He's done it in – He's done it with a bunch of guys that were just misfits and he made them into something and he did it with one and dones. He's he's done it all and he's proven that he can win at really any level. He's only four games away from winning a total of 1,200 games in his career. So he is definitely the best that there's ever been. Um, so we are really going to have to beat UNC at home, uh, not only for just 
NCAA seating and stuff, but you definitely know these guys want to send Coach K off in the right way. And it is no surprise there are actually other teams that will be participating in the NCAA tournament and playing games this weekend. Uh, I know Duke is not the only. They're just the most important. Um, But there was a lot of movement in the top 25, and that was because all top six teams lost on Saturday. Uh, That has never happened in the history of the poll. Uh, so it is totally wild that it happened. Um, and it just goes to show that this season is not like anything that we've ever seen before. Anybody can win this year. Um, like I said, the top six, Gonzaga lost to St. Mary's. Arizona lost to Colorado. Auburn lost to Tennessee. Purdue lost to Michigan State. Kansas lost to Baylor. And Kentucky lost to Arkansas. Uh, Not to mention that Texas Tech, who was number nine, lost to TCU. So seven of the top ten lost on Saturday. Um, So it was a very hectic day. um, And I'm sure a lot of money was lost. But it is going to be pretty hard to determine who the top eight seeds are going to be now. Um, it, it's been a fight to the finish and it will continue to be so. I don't think any of the games that are decided on Saturday are going to go towards making that final decision because there are so many tournament games left to play, uh, in conference. So it's going to determine who gets that final one seed, uh, who gets the two seeds and in what regions. I mean, there's really no way to know at this point. Obviously, we're pretty sure that Gonzaga and Arizona are pretty much locked into that one seed, but who we're going to get the final two is kind of the big question. Um, And I could see it going a lot of different ways. Uh, At first, people thought it was going to be Kansas. Uh, They did lose twice this week, though. Uh, And they lost to Baylor on Saturday, but then they lost again to TCU. They did manage to beat them again in a rematch, but it's not looking good for Kansas to get it um, unless there are some losses uh, with the rest of the top six, which can obviously happen any day. Um, But I don't see them unless they win the Big 12 uh, and some other people lose. But Purdue also lost twice this week. Uh, Wisconsin beat them right after Michigan State did. So they – are kind of struggling right now. Um, they're still having a great season. They'll definitely be a two seed. But um, that final one seed's definitely up for grabs. Uh, honestly, it's really between Auburn and Duke right now to get that one seed, I think. It's going to be really hard to decide. Um, obviously, Auburn plays in a much harder conference this year. The SEC is stacked. So it's going to be kind of hard to – weigh their losses against Duke's losses because obviously Duke's losses are a little bit more embarrassing. Um, But it's definitely going to end up being about how far they go in their conference tournament. I mean, if Auburn gets bounced in the first, uh, in the first round that they play, I think they are the one seed, I believe. Um, So it might 
be a few days into the tournament that they end up losing, but that first game that they play, if they lose and Duke wins or gets to the ACC championship, then I don't know why Duke wouldn't get the one seed. Um, And, I mean, like I said, Auburn has a tough road ahead of them. I mean, they could face Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky. They could end up having to play against Alabama. I mean, Alabama is in the top 25, and they're honestly scary as heck because I don't know what team is going to show up. I mean, they get shellacked one day, and then they could be the number one team in the country. It just – it really depends on the day with Alabama. Um, So, Auburn definitely has their work cut out for them if they want to get that one seed. Uh, Baylor, honestly, has a chance to get it if they win the Big 12 uh, because I just don't see them – they're finally getting their groove back after all those injuries. They're they're playing really good basketball. They're so athletic, and I just I think that they definitely have a pretty good shot to get it. Uh, Kentucky obviously is playing really well right now. They're they're finally getting their um, rhythm. Uh, Oscar Sheway is probably going to be Player of the Year as well he should. Um, I don't think we're ever going to see a season like this again from anyone. So he's he's playing really good ball, and he's definitely going to play a role in if they manage to win the SEC. And essentially, that's pretty much it um, for, like, the just the top one and two seeds in the tournament. Um, those seeds – Obviously, we're going to find out on Selection Sunday, uh, next Sunday on the, I think it's the 12th maybe, but it's definitely going to be very, um, it'll be on the 13th, but it'll definitely be something that I'm very anxious to see, but we are not going to know how those play out until Championship Saturday and who takes home their conference championship. Um, there's also been a lot of movement just in the top 25 period. Villanova beat Providence and Arkansas beat LSU. Uh, I know, I know college basketball is not the only sport. It's just the one that's the most relevant right now. And I mean, most of the other ones that are going on right now, most of the news that we're getting is one either depressing or two, just not, we got a few more months until we get to it. But the MLB, uh, I, I want baseball back just as much as everybody else does, but they, no decision, the final offer was not accepted, not agreed upon. Uh, the players are still speaking out against it, and they, I think they basically said, like, we're not going to be playing games on March 31st. So spring training still hasn't started. And until they come to an agreement, it probably won't. So there could definitely be a delay. It's probably going to be a shortened season just like last year. Um, And we're not going to see any baseball this month, but hopefully soon. Um, The NFL is the draft combines happening this week. So we are getting to see uh, just 
how all these recruits are are going to measure up. There have been some super fast 40s uh, and definitely some high reps. Um, so I'm excited to see who some of these teams end up taking. Um, the only team that I'm, like, not looking forward to seeing who they go with is the Cowboys because – I dread pretty much any professional decision that this administration like comes up with. Uh, they make bad decisions like a lot. There are tons of articles right now. A lot of the league sources are saying that they are likely going to drop Amari uh, by March 20th uh, to save on cap space. I don't understand it a lot of people are saying that they're going to do that to ensure that they can get some of those free agents signed but if we're trading Amari Cooper for Michael Gallup who's coming off a torn ACL and Dalton Schultz I it doesn't seem like a big enough trade-off to me Amari is what made Dax when they traded for him in 2019 Amari is what set Dak up for as good a season as he had with him in the beginning. And Amari had 200-yard games in the first seven games of the season. Uh, he ended up getting COVID and sat out, and he he didn't do as well in the last half of the season. But Dak never targeted him. That, again, is the offensive coordinator's fault. Like, Kellen Moore is to blame for Amari's lack of numbers. So, dropping Amari is – Really freaking dumb, but if they decide to do it, which they probably will because they make dumb decisions all the time, they likely will have – I don't know how you don't keep Gallup in that situation because I'm not saying I don't love Gallup, and if I could keep all three of them, like CD, Gallup, and Amari, I would in a heartbeat. But Gallup's coming off a torn ACL. Like, you don't know how he's going to be when he gets back. You just don't. He makes big-time grabs. He's got crazy hands. His foot placement's great. Like, he's he's good. He's a good route runner. He's good. But I just don't see keeping him over Amari. But if they do drop Amari, I will be very interested to see who they use for their pick their, in the first round. They're 24. Um, and honestly, I don't know. I mean – we need offensive line reinforcements really, really bad. So, but that's, you just got to find the right guy when you do that in the first round. Um, if Nakobe Dean is still available as a linebacker in the draft at 24, I want him. I don't care about any of the rest of it because we need it really bad. Uh, we're not, we're probably not signing Van Der Esch's um, five-year extension so we need a great linebacker and Nicobe Dean is that so if he's available I want him but if not there there's another one um the offensive lineman Keon Green from Texas A&M he'd probably be a pretty good uh safe pickup so I'd feel pretty good about that but honestly I just I really don't want to drop Amari um especially with how many free agents we have who were very easily could lose. I mean, Randy Gregory, Gallup, Schultz, Vanderesh, Curse, Cedric Wilson. I mean, half of our wide receiver core could be gone. 
So it just, it doesn't seem like a smart business decision. If you hadn't waited around, twiddling your thumbs, and gotten the contract with Dak done before all that stuff happened this summer, you wouldn't have ended up having to sign him for like $15 million more a year than what you originally could have. So they made mistakes, and it's definitely going to cost them. We're already over like $21 million in cap space, so we're going to have to do a lot of moving around. It's going to be a very different team uh, when, it, when September comes, which I'm not that excited about. But we'll see how the draft goes um, and if we can make some magic happen. Uh, hopefully they're paying attention at the Combine and just know. I mean, they made the right choice last year. Micah Parsons was definitely our guy. Um, and him and Nakobe Dean would be brutal on our defense. I mean, it would it would be glorious. We would demolish people. But... Who knows what will happen. He could easily get taken before 24. But it will really depend. I mean, we're going to see a lot of stuff as these players um, get out there, start performing. And so it will be pretty exciting, and I'm looking forward to it. That's pretty much all I've got today. Obviously, my brain is almost completely on college basketball. Hard to focus on anything else in March. So, y'all get ready for uh, Selection Sunday. Um, We'll have one more episode before then. So, we'll get to talk about the conference tournaments, how they're going, uh, who we think is going to be crowned the conference champion on Saturday for all the uh, Power 5 conferences, and I can't wait. And then we will talk about what what I think the seeds are going to be and who I'm picking to win it all. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about everyone else's brackets as well. Uh, so if y'all want to let me know, reach out and tell me who you think is going to win it all. I love a difference of opinions. So uh, start watching some basketball and get ready to fill your bracket out.